Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. Tell someone, reject fear. fear. Tell the person, forcefully reject fear. Because fear is an enemy to your progress. Hallelujah. See, the Bible tells us that God responds to faith. The Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. So when you don't have faith, then you can't have God's atmosphere and God's presence. And the greatest enemy to faith is fear. And fear is a spirit. Somebody say fear is a spirit. And that is why you must not entertain fear. Because fear can paralyze every dream that you have. When fear sets in, so many things can go wrong. And one of the things that you need to do as a child of God to progress in the things of God and in the purpose of God for your life is to strongly reject fear. Somebody shout reject fear. Hallelujah. Now I want you to understand that fear is a spirit. And anytime the enemy wants to attack you, he will send fear. And fear makes you imagine things that don't exist, but for some reason you believe it. And the moment you begin to believe it, your faith in that fear is stronger than your faith in God. And fear has made many people kill themselves before they even die. When you hear bad news, so many things can go wrong. And the reason why things go wrong and your blood pressure goes up and all of that is because fear comes in. And because you can't see fear but you feel it. And you contemplate it. And it has a way of making you lose your place with God. Because God only operates in an atmosphere of faith. Satan operates in an atmosphere of fear. Whenever fear comes in, God is not on the scene. And that is why you must deliberately, consciously and intentionally reject fear. Whenever you dream and anything God gives you, as soon as you try to take a step, then fear comes in and you begin to consider the fear. The voice of fear sounds louder and stronger than the voice of faith. But the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And anyone that comes to God must know that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Somebody shout faith. faith. Hallelujah. And so it is very necessary that we develop an attitude that will reject fear. Because fear is an enemy of faith. It is said that fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Tell somebody fear tolerated is faith contaminated. That means that when you tolerate fear, you have contaminated your faith. And then nothing works anymore. Because everything operates by faith in God. God actually responds to the people of God by faith. In fact, when Jesus came on the earth, the things that surprised him most and the thing that amazed him was the great faith of people. If you read the Bible, the Bible says that woman had so much faith that Jesus marveled at her faith. And then another thing that marveled him was that he was surprised at the unbelief of people. 
That is the lack of faith of people. So the only thing that moves God or unmoves God is the faith or the faithlessness of people. And when Jesus came throughout, he wants us to believe in him and then things will be done. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Believe in me and I will do this. God always wants us to believe in him. Our relationship with him is a relationship based on faith. And faith is trust. And faith is believing that God is telling the truth. Tell someone, faith is believing that God is telling the truth. Fear is believing that God is lying. That is why you must not tolerate fear. Hallelujah. Amen. So fear manifests itself by negative thoughts. That's how fear manifests itself. Fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. It manifests itself by negative thoughts, negative words, and negative circumstances. Fear manifests itself. It reveals itself by negative thoughts. You start thinking negatively. And then negative words and negative circumstances. A moment you start seeing things are not going the way, fear begins to grip you. But it is time to reject fear and move by faith. All things are possible to him that believes in the mighty name of Jesus. Fear comes to make you doubt and to make you think the impossible is, is not going to work. Things are going to be bad. You are going to die before your time. You are going to die and leave your children. You are going to fail. And all kinds of neg- these are all negative thoughts. And then somehow, some way, you also begin to confess these negative thoughts. Or someone around you begin to say the same things. And then you begin to believe that against what you should believe in the word of God. And throughout our walk in this life, our greatest enemy is fear. Somebody shout fear. Now, 1 John chapter 4 verse 18 is a scripture that tells us why we must reject fear. fear. Fear has torments. Fear can torment you. I told you fear manifests itself through negative thoughts, negative words, and negative circumstances. There is a victory coming to someone. And you need this message to break through in the name of Jesus. That's why God is bringing this message to you. That you need to exercise your faith. But most of the time, the way to exercise faith actually is to reject fear. In Jesus' name. 1 John chapter 4 verse 18. It says, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear hath Torment. Have you seen it? Fear involves torment. Have you heard the word torment before? Something is tormenting you. It's giving you sleepless nights. It's creating all kinds of panic in your soul. Fear. Fear can make you destroy yourself before the enemy even destroys you. I mean, if you've been alone at home and you start having negative tendencies and negative thoughts, when you hear noise in the loft, you run out of the house. Because you believe something has come to the house. Because suddenly you start thinking about that old friend that died. Or your grandmother that died. Or your father that died. Has he come here? Because you heard some noise. And for all you know, it's just a pigeon. But you've run out and almost got knocked down by a bus. If a bus knocks you down, then you to you to you are some way. Are you here? 
Because fear has torment. He that entertains fear has not been made perfect in love. You have not been made perfect in the love that God has for you. You have not matured in the love that God has for you. When you will know that God loves us, we will not be afraid of anything. And that's why the scripture says that I know whom I have believed in. Hallelujah. And I'm persuaded that he's able to do all that I've committed into his care. The Bible says that the Lord is my helper. What can mere mortals do to me? Because the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. Because what can mere mortals do to me? May you exercise faith and reject fear in Jesus' name. So fear can torment you. Fear can make you wake up several times in the night because you are afraid. Job 3.25. We have just heard fear has torment. The next thing in Job 3.25, he says, For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. That which I greatly feared. The thing you fear is a spirit. The thing you fear is what will happen to you. Are you here? This is scripture. And Job, the man of God, the man who who went through trials and temptations, he now made a confession. You see, whatever happened to him, this is the key of that scripture. He says, as a rich man, he's got businesses. He's got 10 children. He's got a lot of things. And not knowing, he has been entertaining this fear. So you can imagine if you put yourself in Job's shoes, and some of us do that, and many people I have seen do similar things, and they start thinking, what if I die suddenly? What if someone kills my children? What if all my children just die? What if I lose my business? You know, sometimes you're walking and some negative thought comes in. You must intentionally reject that thought. You must speak back at it and command it to leave. You may sound crazy, but it is the best way to solve a problem. Because that's how Satan attacks. That's how the enemy attacks. That's how he fights your faith. After you have prayed and you are so hopeful and you have received a word and you have received encouragement, as soon as you walk out, something negative will happen. It's a sign that the enemy is after your testimony and you must be able to reject that thought. In the name of Jesus, that which I greatly feared has come upon me. He made this statement after all his ten children died in one day. And after he lost all his business in one day. And after all kinds of diseases came upon him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, incurable boils. And the Bible says that the man who used to be rich and had many people come to him, now he's sitting outside on the floor and scraping himself so he can get some comfort. He said, these things, I've been afraid of them and now they have come upon me. And that which I dreaded has happened to me. I don't know what you dread, but from today you must reject it. So it doesn't happen in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Satan can cook all kinds of ideas, but you must reject those thoughts in the name of Jesus. They don't come from God and substitute them with the word of God. Sometimes you're about to go on a flight, then the thought comes, what if the plane crashes? You must reject that thought. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What if I lose my job now? How do I take care of the mortgage? What if my home gets repossessed? You start thinking these thoughts. You must reject it. May you reject the what-ifs of the negatives. And begin to confess the what-ifs of the positive. 
What if I don't die before my time? What if I live to a hundred years old? What if I see my great-grandchildren? What if I build many houses and extend them and help the poor? What if I build an orphanage? What if I own an aircraft? What if, what if of the positive should be your statement? In the name of Jesus, I pray for you that negative tendencies will not move you to make negative confessions because words are spirit and the things that you will say is what will happen. How many of you have seen words before? Words being spoken. As the words, as I'm talking, can you see the words? It's spirit, but it's having an effect on you. The moment you start seeing words and hearing pictures, we have to take you to a psychiatrist. We must hear words and see pictures. But the moment you start seeing words and hearing pictures, something is wrong. Ask somebody, are you hearing pictures? Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. So I've given you the second reason. The thing which you greatly fear will come on you. That is why you must not be afraid. That's why you must reject fear. 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 Fear has torments. I told you about my friend. A minister of state who went to the hospital because his friend, who was another minister of state, had died. He had died of kidney failure. They were the same age. And the other person had died of kidney failure. They eat together, they flow together, and this one died. He died at the age of 44. And so this man... Fear gripped him, and he decided to also, you know when you have a friend and they die of something, you want to find out what they died of, then you also start seeing your doctors for, for checkup. Is it, is it normal? Yeah, you start thinking, hey, let me go and check and be sure of this. I remember a few days ago, one of my classmates on the old students platform was, has been diagnosed of um, kidney failure. And immediately, there were a lot of messages on this. The doctors on this platform, can you tell us what causes this and how to prevent it? <laughs> so there were contributions from the doctors on the platform. But people were, were still making inquiries. Is it alcohol? Could it be this? Because those drunkards among them were now getting nervous. And so everybody was making inquiries. Now this man made Inquiries. And so he went to his doctors and then they did some tests on him and then they did a scan. And whilst they were doing the scan, there was a screen that covers him from the other doctors who were also having some discussion. And he was lying there. When he got up, he had a conversation and they were discussing somebody's kidney that has failed and liver too which is you know at its terminal stage and for some reason he believed it was him so when they gave the reports to him he did not open it it was in an envelope he carried it that way and took it to the house and kept it near his bed he's supposed to take it to his consultant but he didn't because he's a minister of state, you know, setting, you, they won't give you your, those things to you, but he, he can take it. He took it and did not open it. 
He's supposed to go and see his consultant. He refused the appointment and put the thing near his bed. And for three weeks, the thing was there and it was growing lean. Growing lean. Growing lean. And the wife called me and said, your friend, he's not eating. He's not happy. I asked him. He wouldn't tell me. I don't know what is wrong. But he's not been going to work too and he's stuck in the bedroom. When I ask him questions, he just says he's fine. So if you can come and have a word with him, that would be good. I came, had a conversation. Then he told me, I haven't told anybody about this. But this is the conversation I had. It has disturbed me. And so I've actually talked to my lawyers. I've prepared my will and all. Maybe I may even go before my friend is buried. And all of those things. And I said, so where is the report? He pointed like that. So I went over. So I met him in his bedroom. So I went over to the place and picked the thing. And when I opened it, I mean, the entire chemistry, it says no abnormalities detected. The x-ray is clear. Everything is clear. Everything is clear. I said, you don't have what you are describing. He looked and said, are you sure? I said, yes. Oh. I said, they were discussing someone. It's not you. You are killing yourself for three weeks. You have kept the thing there and you have believed something and fear has come to you by negative words. For some reason, you have believed that this was your diagnosis. He may have killed himself. You see what fear can do? Fear has torments. He's already thinking about death. He doesn't want to see his children. He doesn't want to any bond with them. So when he dies, they don't feel it so much. Can you imagine all this? For, for three weeks. 21 clear days. Entertaining fear. May the Lord deliver someone in the name of Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Is that in your Bible? So fear is a spirit. But God has given to us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is very important. When fear comes in there, you don't have sound mind. You are not able to think through things carefully. You start taking decisions that are not right because of fear. You begin to do things to please the fear. And fear didn't come in to help you succeed. Fear comes in to break you down. And to tell you you are a failure. And to tell you you are hopeless. And to tell you that nothing is going to work for you. But this morning I came by the word of the Lord. Reject fear. In the name of Jesus. God has not given you the spirit of fear. So I don't know what you are afraid of. But I came to announce to you, God has not given you the spirit of fear. Fear of failure. Fear of embarrassment. Fear that something wrong, something wrong is going to become worse. And one of the ways to reject fear, number one, I just introduced to you what fear can do. Now we are moving on to how to reject fear. Amen. Amen. So you reject fear. Number one, by overcoming negative events, thoughts, and words. You must overcome negative events, negative thoughts, and negative words. You must intentionally fight against those things. You must overcome them. Negative thoughts, negative events, and negative words. See, in Luke chapter 8, verse 22 to 25... The Bible talks about the disciples of Jesus who were on a boat. 
And the Bible says water started coming into the boat. A combination of many things was going on here. Water was coming into the boat. See, when you have knowledge, there's a way fear can control you because you have knowledge. See, when you have knowledge, knowledge is good. But sometimes when knowledge is not handled very well, knowledge can open you up for worry and for fear. See, if you can't read and write, and doctors describe something and they write it, that you are suffering from something, and you have it and you can't read it, you are cool. But once you have knowledge, and they mention the thing, whilst the doctor is talking, you two, you have Googled the thing already. And the internet starts telling you all kinds of terrible things. And immediately, your heart starts racing. You start thinking this is the end. But when you don't know anything, like someone deeply in the village who don't know anything, they are cool. They are cool. I've seen many people, they are happy, they are working until they are diagnosed with HIV. And the moment you say that to them, today at least there are treatments that can manage it and deal with the viral load and all of that. But in those days, when the moment the news comes, suddenly the person's demeanor changes. And it doesn't take too long and they die. Because of the fear, the fear of the stigma, the fear that this is incurable, and all of that quickly takes them away. Meanwhile, probably they, he caught the whole thing some weeks back or some years back or some months back, and he was not aware of it. He's been jumping and running and everything is well. But until he's told that this is the sudden discovery, immediately it changes everything. He starts believing the thoughts you're about to die. You die. You won't see Manchester again. You're about to die. You won't see your children again. You're about to die. Imagine all this. Imagine all this. And all that fear hastens their death. But I pray for you in Jesus' name that fear will not control you. In Jesus' name. So in Luke chapter 8 verse 22, 25, it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said to them, let us go onto the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he, Jesus, fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water. And they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him and said, Master, Master, don't you care that we perish? So he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was calm. Verse 25. And he said to them, where is your faith? That means that what happened to them, fear gripped them. They couldn't handle it. They were with their master. But the reason why fear gripped these 12 strong men was because majority of them were fishermen. And they knew by experience, by previous events, and they know by knowledge that when you are on the seas and water starts coming into the boat, it will sink. So the fear of sinking gripped them and they've realized that they, the boat might capsize and all of them might drown. And the Bible says they panicked and they ran to Jesus and said, don't you care that we perish? And they woke him out of his sleep in frustration and desperation. And they were, and you can imagine, 12 men, 
afraid. You see, their fear alone can make them all move to one side and capsize the boat. Whereas if they had exercised restraint and calmness in the face of the storm, that they have the word with them. Can you imagine? They have the living word with them. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the creator of the heavens and the earth. In the moment of trial and challenge, instead of them at that point to quickly switch their thoughts to say that we have the one who made the sea and the sea cannot drown him and we have him in our boat, they immediately thought we would die here and stampede may have caused them to rather capsize. May you exercise restraint in the midst of fear in the name of Jesus. And what gives you the upper hand is the level of your faith. They have the word with them, but they panicked. Jesus was the word, and you have the word in you. You have the word in you. And when there's anything, consult the word. Let the voice of the word speak above the circumstance. So there was a negative event that produced fear in them, and that would have rather killed them. A lot of people had died not because of the thing that happened, but the way they reacted when the news broke. Fear. Fear makes people panic. Fear. I pray that you have self-control. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. You know, sometimes when you have family or you are with people and then somebody falls down or collapse. You see, sometimes if, if, if people have exercised self-control rather than fear and panic and call for professionals to come, the person's life could have been saved. But sometimes it's the panic, the fear, and the way we rather position the person, that's what kills them. Before the ambulance arrives, you have actually killed them by the way you position them. May God help us in the name of Jesus. May you not kill yourself before your time. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 5, verse 22. Overcome negative events, negative thoughts, and negative words. Receive grace to overcome them in the name of Jesus. The Bible talks about Jairus. The Bible says Jesus was preaching. And he, this man came to him and said, my daughter is at the point of death. Come and heal her. Jesus said, I will come. I will come. At the time Jairus came to Jesus on the street, the daughter was not dead. She was at the point of death. The case has become so bad, that is what moved a man to now run through the streets looking for Jesus. And the Bible says when he came and called Jesus, Jesus decided he would go with him. And as Jesus was going with him, the Bible says there was so many crowd, so many people surrounding Jesus. A great multitude followed him and thronged him. And in the midst of this, a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. That the Bible says she has spent her money on doctors and specialists and physicians and they couldn't help her. She also came in and by faith touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she was immediately healed. And Jesus, you said you are going to this man's house. And then someone touched you. So many people were touching you. But Jesus felt in his spirit somebody has pulled some power. So Jesus said, who touched me? His disciples could not understand the depth of the revelation. They said, so many people are touching you, and you are saying, who touched me? He said, somebody has touched me. I pray that you'll be able to learn how to touch Jesus and pull some power. Jesus said, somebody touched me. Virtue has come out of me. Something has come out of me. 
Somebody's faith has pulled something out of me. And the Bible says Jesus stood and talked to the woman, etc. And then he was wasting the time, isn't it? Because someone has come to say, my daughter is at the point of death. You say you are going with him. Now some people have gathered around you and you are doing second service. If she is healed, Jesus, you move on. You know she's healed. Jesus talked until the woman owned up. And then Jesus said, ha, your faith has made you whole. And all of that. And the Bible said, whilst he was still talking, people then came from the ruler's house. Jairus was a great man. People, his servants came from his house. And they told him right on the street, in the hearing of everybody, they said to him, whilst Jesus was still speaking, have you seen it? He hasn't stopped talking. Jesus is still talking. Sometimes Jesus is like me. Some people came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Negative words. It may be true, but that's not what you want to hear this time. Your daughter is dead. Why are you troubling, troubling the teacher any further? Your daughter is dead. But the Bible says, as soon as Jesus heard those words, glory be to Jesus, as soon as Jesus heard those words, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. The old King James says, fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. Tell somebody, fear not. Fear only believe. Have you seen that the opposite of belief is fear? The opposite of faith is fear. Jesus said, fear not. He knew that the words that have been spoken will put fear in the man. And it would damage the faith of the man. And you know why? Because the man came, he was a ruler of the synagogue. The people in the synagogue, in those days, the rulers of the synagogue, in fact, majority of them were opposed to Jesus. They didn't like his ministry. But you see, this man had to break every protocol. Despite the opposition, he realized I needed help. For a man to run out of his house and to come and cry on the streets and for Jesus to say, I'm coming with you. And then on the way, he was interrupted by a woman. And much as we may have thought that the woman may have wasted a little bit of the time, that would have resulted in the death of the, of the man's daughter. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that would have happened to the man why Jesus spoke the way he spoke was that the testimony of the woman is enough to stir the faith of the man. That if somebody can touch him, and be healed. Then when he gets to my house, my daughter will be well. So the man's faith was rising. And suddenly, a voice comes in to say, your daughter is dead. That shattered the faith immediately. And Jesus realized, if I allow this man to let the word sink in, it will affect his faith. And if it affects his faith, it will affect my ministry. Jesus will operate under the atmosphere of faith. That is why the Bible says when he got to Nazareth, where he has been brought up, the people did not believe his ministry. And they said, and who is this? Is this not the carpenter's son? Where did he get this knowledge? But we knew him here. He's, he was a bastard. His mother came with a cock and boo story. How can he say that he's the son of God? And the Bible said they did not receive his ministry. And the scripture was very clear. He could dare do no mighty work. He could not. That means he would have tried and failed. He could not do because of their unbelief and he turned away from them and went to other parts of Galilee. So faith 
is key. And look at this man. His faith would have been so high up there and would have been expecting that Jesus is coming with me. I have seen a miracle on the street and I know that my daughter is going to get well. And then news comes to say, your daughter is dead. That is to shatter the faith. And Jesus knew that would put fear in the man. So before the word could land in the spirit of the man, Jesus said, turn to the man. You see, he didn't turn to the people who brought the news. He turned to the one who received the news and said, fear not. Today, I came to announce to you, fear not. I came to prophesy to someone, fear not. In the name of Jesus, I don't know what news you have heard, but fear not. Only believe the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is what will stand. The Bible says there's no law against the word of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter how the markets are looking. It doesn't matter how the economy is looking. It doesn't matter what the doctor said about your womb. It doesn't matter what the doctor said about you. It doesn't matter what the experts have said. It doesn't matter what the teacher said about your son or your daughter. I came to announce to you, fear not. Believe that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you are asking or thinking of. God is able. Believe God. I said believe God. It doesn't matter what the lawyers have said. There is a lawyer above lawyers. There is a judge above judges. There is an advocate above all advocates. He's our judge and our solicitor and our advocate. His name is Jesus. The Bible says, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that this same Jesus who rose from the dead is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will step in. And as your faith rises in God, may God work a miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. I command the voice of fear to be silenced now. I pray that you have the strength in you to reject every spirit of fear. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, somebody shout, I believe. He said, do not believe. Do not, do not be afraid. Only believe. Only believe that what I am able to do, I'm able to do it. Believe me. They say he's dead, but you believe me because I'm the resurrection and the life. So believe me. And the Bible said, Jesus accompanied them to the house. And when he got into the house, the Bible said, he saw many people weeping. And when he got there, he said, why are you weeping? She is sleeping. And the Bible says that he asked them, pulled some of the people away, and took only the mother and the father of the girl into the room where the body was lying. And then the Bible said he only took Peter, James, and John. Not, not even all the 12 disciples. Because even among the 12, he knows their level. Amen. When you have Thomas in the team, you can't bring him to that room. The thing is dead. So when you try to talk to the thing, Thomas will say, Jesus is dead. Let's, let's go. The Bible says Jesus got in there and stretched his hand. And held the body and said, little girl, arise. And the Bible says, life came into her. Hallelujah. 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 The man believed Jesus. So even though he was told the daughter was dead, and Jesus spoke to remove the doubt out of his mind, for the man to accompany Jesus to the house meant that he believed. He believed. He disregarded what the people said. He believed what Jesus said. They may have seen the child die. It's true, but there is a truth beyond the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. I said there is a truth beyond the truth. 
In Jesus' name, shout amen. So overcome, reject fear by overcoming negative events, negative thoughts, and negative words. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Because sometimes your knowledge of previous experience may put fear in you. Maybe something happened to your friend and you begin to think that the same thing will happen to you. Maybe a friend tells you or you hear somebody's testimony, negative testimony, that every time he or she, any time that the, the wife gets pregnant or she gets pregnant, any time she gets pregnant, by the third week or the fourth, or the fourth month, third month or the fourth month, she miscarries. And then you also believe God. You got married, you got pregnant, and it's third month. I start thinking, hey, hey, this is my 12th week. My friends have been having this situation. It means that it's going to happen to me. Anyway, I'm prepared for anything. You are not prepared for anything. You must reject it. You are not your friend. You are you, and you are not your friend. You are not called by her name. You are different in the name of the Lord Jesus. Don't accept the lie of the enemy. Say, hey. In this country, everybody that comes here, it's not easy. It's not easy. So what are you looking for? Ah, so that they will regularize my stay. Oh, no, these days it's not possible. The way things are hard, the way things are, hey, this other one tried it. They even rejected and deported him. This one tried it. They rejected and deported him. This one tried it. Listen, they were rejected and deported, minus you. Because your God is sovereign. You say to yourself, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the wells and all that are in them belongs to my God. And you declare forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, not the home of his. Are you here? Say, so, oh, the, the other day, the way I'm having this headache, the way the headache is going on, it's been going on for three hours now, and I was told that, that my friend, that my classmate, oh, that thing that they forwarded by WhatsApp, you see that lady said that uh, her, head, her head, and she fell down, and she died. You are not that lady. I say you are not that lady. This headache will not kill you. Don't accept it, don't confess it, don't receive it. In the name of Jesus, reject it. Reject it. I say reject it. You see, sometimes before, because the doctor has knowledge of your condition and he diagnoses you with something, you believe it so much even against the word of God. God is your healer. I say God is your healer. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. In the mighty name of Jesus. The failure of others in an area you are trying to venture into because they have failed. You also told yourself, well, I don't think I will succeed here. Who told you that you won't succeed there? Don't believe that lie. In the name of Jesus, receive grace. I said receive grace and reject fear. Negative thoughts, negative tendencies, mockeries. Sometimes some people will mock at you and you may hear them. Don't let it sit inside your spirit. Reject Sambalat and Tobiah. Reject them in the name of Jesus. Mockery and ridicule and the doubt of others can make you also start doubting yourself. But I came to announce to you, God will always put new things into your heart. God will put a vision into your heart. And you must step out and do it. Don't believe what the others are believing. Their God is not your God. The level of their faith is different from the level of your faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you here? In Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1 to 4. The Bible says, and it came to pass. That when Sambalat heard that we are building the wall. He was angry. And he took great indignation. And he mocked 
the Jews. He mocked the Jews. Mockery is one of the negative things that can happen to you that can make you become afraid of trying anything. You'll be mocked at. The fear of being mocked at. The Bible says he mocked the Jews. And look at the mockery. So he spoke to his people and the army of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? You see the words he's, he's, he's using here. Feeble. He's not just saying these Jews. He's describing you by a weakness. He's saying you are feeble. That alone will make, hey, maybe I'm feeble. You are not. You are more than a conqueror. In the name of Jesus, don't believe the mockery of your enemy. It is designed to weaken your initiative. It is designed to weaken your faith in God. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. What are these feeble Jews doing? And he's talking aloud. Say, so you, you are a feeble person. Look, look at you. Look at you. The way you are looking, the way your waist is looking, do you think that a wedding gown will fit you? And we had a situation where someone was preparing for wedding. They are prepared, done everything. I've shared that with you before. And she came and said, my auntie is saying that a wedding dress will not fit me well. So I shouldn't wear the gown. I can wear some traditional something. Say it won't fit you. From your infancy, haven't you seen that things like that doesn't fit you? And I said to her, from your infancy, how many wedding gowns have you worn? I said, do you think your mother, if your mother was alive, she would say that to you? I said, reject what she said. Go and get that thing you are bought and wear it. Let it look funny on you. It is your wedding day. She must see it and accept it or she sees it and run away. But you are not changing it for her. I say you are not changing it for her. Go and get it and, and put it on. Who, who told you that? When you went and you fitted it first in the shop, did it not look good? Didn't you stand in front of the mirror? Why should your auntie's eye inform your eyes? Reject her thoughts. It's a negative thought. It's a Sambalat thought. Have you discovered some Sambalats in your life? Sambalats and Tobiases, they discourage people. They call them feeble Jews. And the Bible says then, it says, will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which is burned? Because the walls of Jerusalem have been burned down. He's trying to discourage them to say, look, the, the rubbish that you, you cannot rebuild this. You are not able to rebuild it. You are number one, weak. And the nature of the assignment, the work, you, can't, you cannot build a wall. It's too difficult. And he's speaking such negative words. But I love Nehemiah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and Tobiah, the Ammonite, was also with him. And he too said, even what they are building, if a force go over it, it shall break it down. You see the mockery? They, they are, it's just discouraging them. There are some people you need to avoid. In the name of Jesus. Their words can sow fear and make you feel hopeless and useless.
They have gathered, they were hopeful. They have had a morning devotion, they have prayed. They have come to the field and about to build and these guys comes around. Standing and shouting aloud, say, these feeble Jews. Then another person said, even what they are trying to build, when a fox goes over it, it will fall down. Look, how strong is a fox? So to tell you that all your labor, even a fox can just shoulder it and it will fall down. It's, it's serious. It, it, can, it can weaken your hands. The Bible says, Nehemiah then prayed and said, Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Tend their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you read further, he encouraged the people and said that by the grace of God, we will arise and we will build. We will arise and we will build. May the Lord God Almighty displace every mocker in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever is designed to put fear in you, may you rise above that attack. In Jesus' name, you must intentionally do so. Reject fear. Hallelujah. Reject fear. People will come and mock at you and make you feel that you are not able to do what you are dreaming of. Change association. Just like the way Jesus did when he got to Jairus' daughter's house. He brought some people in who, who have faith. I mean, if you have Peter, James, and John with you, and there's a dead body, that body will rise. Those guys, their faith is raw. They believe. And they took the mother, Jesus took the mother and the father of the girl. They have a strong interest that they want to see their daughter live. So they will not doubt. But there are some people at the funeral who didn't come to mourn with them. It is not everybody at the funeral who came to mourn. Some came to be sure that you are dead properly. And they will volunteer to be part of the team that will finally nail the coffin and make sure that it is buried properly. May you not believe everyone that comes and wants to weep with you. Some really want the weeping to endure forever. Whereas scripture says weeping will endure for a night. And your joy will come in the morning. May you reject negative thoughts. Negative tendencies. In Jesus name. And when you step out to do anything. Bear in mind that man's decisions are not God's conclusions. Man can decide some things. But God's conclusions must be the one you must believe. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love Paul. He said, what if some do not believe? Romans 3.3. 3. He said, what if some do not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God of no effect? What if some don't believe? If some people don't believe in what you are doing, they are not God. So long as God believes in you, move forward. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Reject every form of fear this morning. Fear of failure, fear of sudden death, fear of embarrassment. What if we can't finish this? What if this? What if this? What if, if you prepare and you set the wedding date and you, you don't leave before the time? And because I've heard that somebody was getting ready to get married and she died on her wedding day. Minus you! Reject that thought in Jesus' name. And she was going to give it and she died. Minus you! Don't accept those things from today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I believe in the name of Jesus. Somebody need to forcefully reject every spirit of fear from your inside. There are greater things in you. So you want to study medicine? Say, you know, your house, if you look at your house, has anybody even got a degree in carpentry? 
What has that got to do? You see, these are mockers. These, these people are Tobiases and Sambalats. You can become a doctor. Amen. You can become a pilot. You can become an engineer. You can become a lawyer. You can be an entrepreneur. You can set up a business and it will thrive where others have failed. For you, you are more than able to do it in Jesus' name. Reject fear. I don't know, but I'm feeling like I'm talking to someone. Reject fear today. I don't know what news you have received, what letters you have received, but reject that fear in Jesus' name and declare, my God is well able to see me through. My God is well able to see me through. I am not a failure. I'm not a disappointment. I'm a stranger to failure. Lift up your right hand and say, I'm a stranger to failure. In the name of Jesus, I declare new things, new beginnings from this morning. In Jesus' name, I speak into the world. I speak into the spirit world. I position myself under the dew of heaven. What God has said about me is what will come to pass. Whatever anyone has said that is negative, this morning, I reverse it by the blood of Jesus and by the name of Jesus. I declare by the word of the Lord, no weapon of fear formed against me shall prosper every word that has been spoken against me i condemn today in the name of jesus i declare i am more than a conqueror in jesus name shout amen i said shout amen hallelujah glory be to jesus put your hands together for the lord and begin to pray in jesus name thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, I don't know what you are believing God for, but from this morning, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Do not fear. The devil is a liar. The voice of fear is not the voice of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, that is why you serve God. That's why God still exists as God. That's why God still intervenes in the affairs of men. He is still God. And as we read through his word, he has done things that naturally you wouldn't dare do. If God told you to walk around Jericho and shout to bring the wall down, it may sound like mockery, but that is the God you serve. In the name of Jesus, I pray for someone here that the Lord God Almighty bring an end to a chronic diagnosis in the name of Jesus diseases that have been placed on you every disease placed on you that the enemy is using to disturb you and making you wake up every day and tell you this about to kill you in the name of Jesus Christ by the authority of the name of Jesus I bind that spirit now I command it out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus every negative statement to yourself as a result of fear you have made about yourself i declare today i deprogram it in jesus name i uproot it in the name of jesus i declare it shall not stand you will not die unmarried you will not die childless in the name of the lord jesus you will not die a failure in the mighty name of jesus the situation in the home it will not continue forever my god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what i ask 
or think of where your mother failed you will triumph what happened to your father will not happen to you in the name of Jesus because you are born again your case is different somebody say my case is different because I'm born again by reason of the blood somebody rise and lift your voice in prayer in the next two minutes reject every fear reject every word reject anything you have said in the name of Jesus, you are rising above the fear, you are rising above the doubt. Reject that fear, reject that fear. This has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 44-7376-355-621 on the web www.christchurches.org. Facebook, Christ Church International, Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's Word.